From the Podcast Detroit studios and Zoom everywhere else, the making of champions. Professional boxers inspiring amateur athletes to become champions. Presented by Joe Lewis, champion of them all, bourbon and bigger than life entertainment. In association with USA Boxing, Golden Gloves of America, the producers of MAC Boxing, Making a Champion Series, and BigFightWeekend.com. Join your hosts, Tanya Cole and Marquise Johns, with special guests from around the world of amateur and pro boxing, celebrating the legacy of Joe Lewis, whose status as the first African-American national hero showed the importance of being a leader and a role model inside and outside of the ring. All right, Marquise, Tanya, take it away. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, with me, I've got Marquise John from the Big Fight Network. And Marquise, who do we have today? Absolutely, Tanya. Thanks for having me on, as always. And tonight, we are joined by courtesy of Golden Boy Promotions, a former title challenger who was in action at the end of the month, August 28th, on The Zone against uh, Neil John Trebano. Uh, Catch that, catch that live at Fancy Springs, uh, California. Uh, no fans, no public, no media, but you can catch it on the streaming app, The Zone. We are joined by Lamont Roach Jr. Lamont, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, first things first, man, I want to take you back before you talk about your new fight coming up at the end of the month. I want to bring you back to your last one. Uh, I know you came up short, and I know that part sucks. They're taking a little half a step back. The fighter being in close is taking back over this fight. Oh, big shot from Lamont Roach. Hurts Jamel Harry with just five seconds left here in the 11th round. And he holds on for dear life. Of Jamel Herring right now because partially back. He's not. 11 rounds. There it is. For it may not matter if Lamont. And that big right once again. There he goes. He's got the formula. Can he execute? Big left now. He's attacking. He's coming low. Look at the hand right. Fight or. Self-preservation word. It's up in the air. In the judges' hands. And no one can go back to their corner confident. Jamel Semper Harry. And I, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the app. Just, just the whole process, just in general, of facing Jamel Herring. Because I know you guys were uh, former sparring partners along those lines. Uh, yeah, somewhat along those lines. I've known Jamel for a long time. Uh, ever since I was probably like, 13, that was probably, 13 or 14 is probably the first time I sparred him. And um, ever since then, I've been seeing him because he was an amateur for a long time, and uh, I was fighting amateur as well on the national level. So uh, we've seen each other a while, and he was on the East Coast, like, um, for a lot of his amateur career until he went to uh, the Marines boxing team. Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, uh, speaking of the amateurs, uh, as you know, as you well know, we, we the, most people use uh, BoxRex as their uh, boxing source for uh, the stats and information for fights and whatnot. How many amateur fights have you had? I'm pretty sure it's more than six. Yeah, I've had about uh, 130, <laughs> uh, 100 plus for sure. I had 100 plus wins for sure. So uh, I had about 130, uh, 130 fights, uh, probably like one. 116 wins, uh, roughly about. So, okay, yeah, because because I'm just doing the, the research on my on the back end here, and you know, Box Ray only has six. It's like there's, yeah, there's, there's no way. <laughs> there's what no was, way. What was that's that's six. What was the record? Oh, it was six and zero, oh, of course. But oh, it was okay. six. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like make sure All that right. uh, the wins are up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> and also, one last thing, just on your fight. Uh, well, a couple of things actually. Your last fight with Jamel Herring. Uh, 
the 11th round was the round that, as we know, you called him pretty good, actually. Even he's, he's admitted this after the fact at this point. If, if, if you were able to play that fight one more time, and I know you're looking for a rematch, of course. Yes. Were you able to – do you think if, if the opportunity presented itself, would you find some way to get to that round earlier in the fight as opposed to wait pretty much the next to the last round of, of, of go around? Uh, for sure. That's uh, most definitely like the whole synopsis around uh, basically the fight and uh, after we reviewed it, you know, just to step on the gas a little earlier. Um, not necessarily give away rounds because Jamel was in there doing his thing, but you know what I'm saying? Pick it up a little bit. I could have changed a couple of those rounds. Some of those rounds were toss-ups. You know, he's the champ, top-ranked card, uh, you know, top-ranked fighter. Yeah. On a um, on a holiday that celebrates him. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, you know, I should have went in there with a little more tenacity early. Yeah, but the jab has slowed down. To avoid that looping shot, but he can't miss that jab of the left hook of Roach. Parts, parts that would make adjustments in this fight. That would head of uh, pairing. Lamont Roach is taking advantage of the champion and not like a challenger. Falling asleep. That's what happens. That's focus. That's constant. Talked about the fact that now and the mentality has to change to defend what is yours. You can be good enough to be a Oh, nice look. He threw the right hand. Then he came with the left hook. But it... Here he comes. Now it's the jab. It's about the rabbit punches. Marco Rosal. There's a left from... Herring trying to finish. He knows his sparring partner is Herring here in the ninth round. No, I understand. And to give you both people listening, uh, it's background as well. Uh, it, was a, it was his fight, last fight, Lamont's car was against a uh, world champion for, at 130, Jamel Herring. Uh, it was set in Fresno. Uh, Tanya, I don't know if you saw the highlights of this beforehand, but they had Jamel Herring coming on a Humvee. Originally, it was a <laughs> helicopter. So, well, you know, it was Veterans Day weekend. You know, he had to come in style. You know, oh, the yeah. Marine Corps holiday, too. So, my boys are in the Army, so I totally get it. Yeah. Oh no. They they, they play. They, they Jamel will tell you straight up. They they play. They play. Play up to the gimmick. So they they they. The original. Yeah. He, what he told me was before. It was supposed to be a helicopter. He said he shot that down. So even the Humvee instead. But mm. but you but, know what but, can you do? What can you yeah. do? Yeah. But, but so there's an upcoming fight coming up too, right? Yep. August twenty eighth. So, so tell, tell me about what, what, what do you know so far, Lamont, about uh, uh, Neil Chabano? I, I know you got, I know you share facing him this upcoming at the end of the month, a common opponent with uh, the guy who was recently in action on Showtime this past weekend, who just currently won the, the vacant belt, uh, Angelo Leo. Uh, tell me what you saw uh, in that Leo fight that you could probably use on your end uh, for, against uh, Tabano at the end of the month. Uh, well, I, I never fought uh, Angelo Leo. Um, no, Tabano, but uh, oh. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Tabano has faced uh, Angel Leo. I'm sorry. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You guys have faced the same. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, Tabano has fought a lot of guys though that I have uh, that I do uh, that I that I know has fought him. He fought Tremaine Williams. Uh, mm -hmm. He fought Leo. Uh, he fought who else? He fought Isaac Dogbe, and I, yeah. I've I've been sparring with him uh, in the past year. I've been sparring with uh, Isaac Dogbe. So um, I know he's tough. He's never been stopped. So I know he's tough. Um, I know he's. I know he's crafty. I 
Um, well, I'm guessing he's crafty. I've seen him fight. Uh, <laughs> no. I've seen his videos. You know, it's it's going to be a different story when he gets in there with me. Um, it's yeah. going to be his first fight at 130. So, uh, he'll he'll definitely see the difference, and I'll be looking to be the first one to uh, you know make that make that statement and stop him. Yeah, I thought you said before that he better count his lucky stars. I recall you saying that in an interview before. Hey, and, no, he's uh, definitely lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, you did say too. You said I have to go for the knockout. Doing enough just to win is just enough to lose. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, no, you that's know, your we, words. Uh, no, I know you're exactly right in quoting me. I sure did. Yes. I like, retweeted uh, that. Yeah, like I said, doing doing enough to win is doing just enough to lose. And, um, you know, we're going to go out there and make a statement. Because, um, to be honest, we, we told Golden Boy that, you know, we really didn't need this, you know, comeback fight. We're on a, a world-class level for a reason. You know, we were in there with Jamel for a reason, and everybody saw it. So that's the type of uh, competition, and that's the level of uh, action that we want to be on uh, from here on out. Okay, so... Let's just uh, pretend that Devon is watching this right now. What would you say to him? Um, this censored? This instant. What would you say to him? No, I'm saying is this show censored? Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, you do want to, yeah, you do probably want to refrain from yeah. certain terms, but I'm gonna, talk I'm gonna to kick him. His ass. That's, that's okay. what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to kick your ass. That's, I mean, you in the way. You know, you could be cool after or whatever the case may be. It's business, man. And, yeah. you know, I got I got stuff to do. I got goals. I got plans. And you in the way. Okay. Just another obstacle. Okay. Yes. I hear you. So uh, tell us what's coming up with this fight. Marquise, um, you got the- more for us? Yes. Uh, this fight uh, is on the zone, actually. Uh, the, the main event actually is... Uh, uh, Javier Len- or not Javier Jorge Linares versus uh, Javier Fortuna. Actually, it's a pretty good fight. Also, uh, uh, Speedy Ellis is back in action on this fight card as well. Uh, I wanted to ask you, your, your opinion on this, Lamont, because this, this is going to be your first fight back since uh, that championship fight with Herring last year. What have you been doing to stay active in this long time? I know the pandemic didn't help anything. I know you want to fight, obviously, earlier than, than this August right. time, of course. But what have you been doing this to stay active and busy during this whole downtime? Well, I've been in the gym and our makeshift gym in the basement. So uh, I never, I didn't take a break. Uh, like the the fight with Tabano uh, was supposed to be March, March the nineteenth. So right. uh, yeah, I'm pretty much still in shape from from March the nineteenth. Uh, you know, we let up. Uh, just you know, we let up off the gas after we found out that the fight uh, wasn't going to take place uh, that day. But you know, we stayed in the gym. And, um, you know, we just kept working on our craft and working on our craft. And then when it was time to rock and roll, when we got the confirmation that it would be August 28th, you know, we was in the gym for a blast. All right. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing that fight. Um, the Making of Champions on Joe Lewis Bourbon and Podcast Detroit continues in a minute. I feel if I don't scream, they don't win. <laughs> I feel that I have to scream at them because I think they need him. They need, they need to hear my voice. You know what I mean?
three years is a long time to have a record, and Cecilia Breakers has a chance to uh, break that record held by our Joe Lewis, uh, taking on Jessica McCaskill on the zone August 15th. Sergio Mora and Todd Grisham will be on the call for that fight. Uh, enter a chance we get it, by the way. Uh, JoeLewisSpirits.com, sign up to win a chance to watch that fight for free with a free month of the zone. No purchase necessary, no gimmicks. Just sign up on the phone when you click on the webpage. And we get to see you too, Lamont. Um, uh, I yeah. know that you just recently uh, resigned, uh, re I mean, extended your contract back with um, Golden Boy Productions and Golden Boy Boxing. Is that right? Back in September? Yes, uh, I, I've extended my deal to uh, continue to work with Golden Boy. They treat me like family, and I will treat them as such as well. Well, Oscar De La Hoya said that, you know, the mutual trust and commitment that you all have developed over time has really developed the faith that he has in you, and he's noticed the faith that you have in him and his company. What does faith have to do anything with boxing to you? It has a lot to do with uh, with boxing. You know, my uh, my my late cousin who who uh, used to train me before my dad. Um, you know, he always he he was the one to really instill faith in me. You know, he was a good a, a good man, nice church going man, uh, one who who wanted to save lives uh, inside and outside of boxing. So uh, faith is big. Faith is big, and he told me to to trust it and to trust into into my faith, my own faith, and whoever has faith in me, because that will get me further than um, you know just the physical attributes. That you started out in your family's gym. Can you tell us a little bit about the gym? Well, uh, when I first started boxing, I started boxing for my cousin Bernard uh, Blue Roach, and our gym was called Fit the Fight. And that was that was his gym. Um, he owned that gym, uh, and he had a couple coaches under him. And that's when I started boxing. I was nine years old. That was the day I walked into the gym. And, uh, I haven't missed a day since. Uh, after after the fit to fight gym, we kind of uh, the coaches. Some of the coaches kind of split, but you know I stayed with my cousin, and eventually uh, we stayed. We were training in the firehouse where he worked. You know, we were making things shake. Um, we were going from a couple gyms, like between two gyms over over about, I would say, a year until we got our own gym that we built from the ground up called No Excuse Boxing Gym. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's that's my pride right there. That's something I, I can literally say I helped build from the ground up, literally. It was uh, just a shed. And, you know, we turned it into a boxing gym. And now, like, our gym is known nationwide. Um, on a professional level and on an amateur level. I know one of the mottos is, is building character and champion since 2006. What does mm -hmm. that program development look like there at No Excuses? Well, I'm gonna tell you now, it's not a state-of-the-art fancy gym or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's very homegrown and, you know, champions gonna come from there because champions come from the worst condition. Um, in the summertime, it's 10 degrees hotter than it is outside, inside the gym or more. And um, in the wintertime, we got makeshift heaters to, you know, keep us keep us warm if if it gets warm, you know. So, you know, we've been working on that. And we recently just opened another location as well. So, you know, now we have two gyms. We're expanding and, you know, we're, we're continuing this legacy.
that um, your father is definitely part of this and, and he has stepped in and played a fundamental role in your training. And I also noticed that on Father's Day, you put now you made three back-to-back -back posts about fathers. What has your father's influence been on you? And um, how has that been influential in terms of you being the champion that you are today? Uh, well, my dad's a hell of an influence on me. He's like super, he's like Superman to me, um, you know, and not only because the things he does for me, but the things he does for others as well. Um, he's not selfish with, you know, any of his knowledge, his love and his care. Um, because most of my friends, most of my friends that I grew up with and that, that I have today, they don't have fathers. I can I can really count on my hands how many of my friends have their father in their life or have uh, both of their parents in their life. You know, I'm, I'm blessed um, to have that in my life. And not only just my, you know, just my friends, but my family as well. Like um, some of my cousins and stuff like that you know, they don't come from the same household we have. They have their fathers. They definitely have their fathers, but they don't come from a complete, like, home like me. And, you know, that's how I know, I kind of know what it feels like, you know, to to share that experience through all my friends because I grew up with them day in and day out, sleeping over their house. Um, you know, I talk to them every day and stuff like that. When they come over our house, you know, my dad is, like, stepping in or not not stepping in, but that's how they look at him as, you know, a father figure. So my my dad, man, he he's amazing. Um tell me about one of your friends, uh Kenny Sims Jr. I know he's out of Chicago and the documentary Ringside. Um why do you think this particular story? Because it's a story from what I understand, it's about following Two gifted young men for about nine years, if I recall, yeah. on their boxing journey. And it's about their fathers who guide them. Why is this story? Tell us about the story, first of all, and tell us why is the story important. Man, that story is that story is very important. Um it's because it gives people an outlook on what boxers really go through. Like some people, some people who are on the outside looking in just think, oh man, they just get in the ring and fight. Um, you know what I'm saying? If they happen to go professional, then like, oh, I can do that. You know, I can get paid to fight. Everybody see big time fighters um getting paid and like, oh, I, I could do that. Let me get in the gym. Or, but nah, it takes years. It takes years. And there's bumps and road. I mean, like bumps and bruises on the road, as you can see with uh Destiny Butler. He was one of the best young fighters in the in the nation. Then as he was growing up, you know, he was getting into trouble. That happens all the time here where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like, the streets really eat a lot of people up. And surprisingly, like, I knew where Kenneth Sanders was from. I've known him for a long time. I knew where he was from. I knew he was from Chicago, rough rough part of Chicago. But I never knew, like, his story as far as him not having his own room until he turned professional. What's up, Pops? Happy Father's Day. How you and the family been doing? I've been, I've been all right. Just trying to work out every day and keep my mind focused. And just trying, 
just trying to stay to myself. But I always wanted to tell you that you was my role model because you was the real epitome of a man and you did everything that you said you was gonna do. Like when you said you was gonna get us out of the hood and, and move us to the suburbs, you did that. And that's every man's dream. That's every drug dealer's goal. I don't want y'all to think that me coming to jail was y'all fault because y'all did an excellent job of raising me. But when I got older, it just seemed like I drifted off into the, into the bad of things because I feel like that was my biggest downfall in life and I regret that. I love y'all, so right back soon as you can, if you can. Hey guys, good evening. I just went over the rules with your opponents so they have a pretty good understanding of what should happen tonight and what shouldn't happen tonight. You guys have an obligation to the promoter and the fans. I'm saying like that I when when that when I seen that I was like man he done you know he really got it out the mud and you know it's good to see that especially to call him you know my friend that's a lot of dedication hard work and um you know he was on one of the highest levels of boxing when it comes to amateur boxing and then he turned professional with a nice promoter and stuff like that he's still living his dream mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop right there. So more with our guest Lamont Roach when the making of champions on Joe Louis Bourbon and podcast Detroit um, returns right after this. the fights and what we're looking forward towards um in august on august absolutely uh because in first things first i did want to bring this up as well you lamont because I, I know you saw the list because you're on it uh espn put out a couple of, i think it was about two weeks ago now uh the top 25 under 25 ironically they have you at 13 as well as the wbo who has you ironically at 13 Obviously, uh, you want to be higher than that. Uh, my goal, my question for you is, uh, how do you plan on uh, making that happen? Uh, I'm better than them fighters uh, that's <laughs> ahead of me. They, it's a system. You, Tanya? you know what I'm saying? I haven't fought. I haven't fought <laughs> since last year. And, you know, it seems as though I lost to the champion. And, you know, some like, okay, uh, Shakur moved up. So, of course, he's going to be number one. Mm -hmm. Then there's going to be, after I lose, there's going to be a new number one contender. So it's not necessarily like, you know, how it looks. Because I'll, yeah. I'll beat the brakes off all the people in front of me. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it is. 
Um, ESPN top 25, under 25. That was a pretty good list. Um, I can argue being higher, but, you know, it's an honor to be there. It, it was on, uh, based on votes, too, and I got a lot of votes. Yeah. So, you know, it was uh, – to be 13 on that list is, you know, that's that's nice. That's pretty cool. Um, as of as of the last rankings for ESPN at 130, I was ranked uh, 10 in the world. So, you know, I'm just – you know, I'm going to make my mark. Um, after we get through this fight with Tabano and after we look amazing and sharp, we're going to uh, go after champions or people who think they're contenders and we're going to show them that they're not contenders. Just, you know, big fights like that, that's what we're looking for. Okay. Because that is the way you're going to get back up on that. Because I, I, I did notice with, that, with the rankings with the W, because now you're still with the WBO, that their, their rankings, as you know, fluctuate kind of like as the wind blows. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. as you mentioned before, Shakur, I think is like the mandatory challenger. That fight's not happening. And then that list goes on. There's one guy, I think that's behind us, who's the cop in Africa. Uh, Jeremiah Nicotelli, he's not going to be flying over. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of square pegs and round holes on, on, on that ranking list. But exactly. I, but I did want to ask you about this as well with, with, with this fight. You, if, in the event that big names, uh, in terms of big names, that you want to go after next? Anybody in particular you want to call out, or just anybody that just wants to step up? Uh, particular, no order, but uh, Burchelt, Herring, of course, mm-hmm. um, Diaz and uh santa cruz and if he lose tank gotcha that's that's you know that's who we're king oh renee alvarado too because he has a he has the regular championship uh the wba you mentioned you mentioned javante tank davis are, are you are you are you anywhere near training in his neck of the woods i know he's in your neck of the woods in a, a, a baltimore adjacent yeah but it's not it's not that close like an hour away uh, hour, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's cool though. That's that's actually my boy. So. Oh, okay. You know. mm-hmm. So I, I, I ask you, being honest with you, that 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 because Javante Davis is fighting Leo Santa Cruz. I want to say that's in October on Showtime pay per view. Do you think he's going to make uh, one thirty for that fight, or he's going to be at one thirty five? I'm with him. I hope he make it. Okay. I, ho- I hope he makes one thirty. Um, because if if he doesn't, then I don't think there will be a fight for that championship per se, right? I think if if all if all speculation goes in, goes to plan Lamont, well, what I've what I've been being beaten over the head with this over is that they're, they're having this being set in on Showtime pay per view in Connecticut. I think the Connecticut Athletic Commission will let that fight go if if the, if the weight fluctuates or is at a catch weight. If it was California and he missed weight, then all bets are off. They would have canceled it. All all days are done. So the but, fight is in Connecticut. Yeah, they haven't changed the location of that yet. I think it's going to be at that Mohegan Sun Casino until I'm told otherwise. I don't think Showtime's going to be able to relocate everybody over to California. So they're doing a lot of shows there. Yeah, and I understand because there's a system. So, But, yeah, I I hope he makes weight. I hope he makes weight and, you know, I hope he wins. And then I'll probably call him and be like, look, let's fight. Because, I mean, it's, like, see, th- this is how I look at it. Um, like, I'm grateful for Jamel for giving me an opportunity, even though I earned it yeah. um, as the number one contender. Like, in a time like this where you have, like, the social issues and stuff like that, like, going on, at the end of the day, we're doing this to feed our families. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate Jamel for, you know, not making it difficult and, you know, because he could have took the high road and say, I want to fight Burchell. I want to fight Santa Cruz. I want to fight so-and-so. And, you know, and I can't blame him. 
but I'm I'm glad he you know was like, yeah, well we'll fight Roach. Of course we'll fight Roach. That's giving me an opportunity to put food on my table. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I was a champ, I would be looking out too for my own as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you you're noted as saying the takeover is near. And I noted that um, in 2017, what motivated you, what seemingly motivated you the most was the passing of your two cousins. Mm -hmm. And those two fights that happened within that year, you took down um, a fighter in two minutes. I -hmm. think um, that was Valdez. And then you had a first round TKO with Inanosa. So I saw what motivated you then in 2017. And you talked about more recently the social injustice with Black Lives Matter um, the KFC Trinidad thing, and then um, Brianna <laughs> Taylor. So going into this next fight, what's going to be your motivation? Well, my motivation is still going to be uh, the passing of my two cousins. Is but it'll be for me to carry out that legacy because that's that's where I, that's where I started. That's where it started day one. Me, Coach Roach. And my cousin Jermaine, that's what we went to the gym at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's when we both started boxing. So that's where my journey started with both of them. And, um, you know, my my cousin was in and out of the streets. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, he got killed due to, uh, you know, gun violence. But uh, my cousin Bernard Boogaloo Roach, we stayed in the gym for years and we talked about you know, moments that that I've had in my career with him there and even without him there um, after he passed because that's what he saw in me. And he told me that I'll be the greatest fighter in the world one day. And that's what I plan on doing. I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that very much. I know you've talked about your father, you talked about your cousins. Uh, Let's talk about mama. I'm gonna change the tone a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that you've wanted your mom on Boxing Moms. You know, I've got Marquise Johns here who wrote an article um, on this uh, series. He's talked with the executive producer. Maybe Marquise can do something for Lamont. Yeah, Jay, yeah, I, I know Jay, and of course, Michelle Rosado, Raging Babe, is behind all boxing moms. I, I know some people. If you need your mom to be on the show, because they're they've, they're they're always looking for they're always looking for people on the show. Let me know. Let me know yeah. if I can help you out with that. Oh, you can, because she, she. I'll tell you right now, she'll be delighted. <laughs> See? She'll definitely be See? delighted. Come on, Marquise, make it happen. You yeah. know, she, isn't she like a mechanical engineer like your dad? And then you went to school for that too, right? You didn't uh, know that? My mom. No, my mom's not a mechanical engineer, but my dad, my dad's. Dad? Okay. Uh, and you took some mom class. You IT. Oh, she's IT. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was your what? interview like with her in Boxing Moms, Marquise? Oh, with boxing moms, uh, it was it was incredible because Michelle uh, Beijing Bay is all about the stories. It's kind of what we're kind of doing here in a way, where it's like we're just trying to get you uh-huh. know get to know the people just in general and like what goes on behind the scenes and how it's not all uh, fake and phony. Like you know, real how pretty much they, they, she was get backstory about that, all of that is she was originally approached with this idea about three or four years ago, but they mm-hmm. wanted to do it kind of like love and hip hop or 
Real Housewives or Hip Hop, Real Housewives of like Atlanta, whatever have you, all, all, all these fake cornball shows. So mm-hmm. she wanted to do an actual real story where real things happen, real issues, real struggles. And that's what Boxing Moms is about, actually. It just, I don't know. I just don't know how to explain it. it just, you're fighting out of nowhere. You hear your mom. You don't hear nobody else but your mom. We are heading to Allentown, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. We are going to go see Tammy Adorno, the mother of Joseph and Jeremy Adorno. Tammy has six kids, two of them being professional fighters. She juggles motherhood. She juggles being a wife. She juggles boxing life. I mean, it's she has her hands full. They have a really tight bond. I mean, when you see them, you could just see it instantly. You know, those kids started boxing when they were like seven years old. Look at Jeremy, how little! The whole series always been the loudest one. Sometimes when I'm with they one go the distance, I feel like it's like going to go off. This is the last round, God. Please protect my son, protect the other guy. 76 to 76, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. It's the clear, it's split, wrong. I like being there for him, and he likes being there for me. When every time we fight together, we all, one, one of us always takes me back and like we both like to hear each other's voices. Every time they, they complain like, Mommy, why? Mommy, please. You have to go. You have to go. You know why? You want to be a champion, you have to go. You know, I always, you know, try to support them. Hello. Hello. I feel if I don't scream, they don't win. <laughs> I feel that I have to scream at them. Because I think they need him, they need, they need to hear my voice. You know what I mean? Okay, so if Marquise takes this little video clip to talk to her about this, if you could pitch for your mom, why do you think your mom should be on the show? Well, if anybody knows my mom, or if anybody's seen my mom at one of my fights, or anybody that she knows, that box, she'll, they'll tell you right now she's the loudest one in there, and she's, she's a, she's a crowd coach, like, I really, she's really a boxing mom, uh, like, 24-7, when I come in the house, she see me eating something, well, can you eat that, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, chill, bro, I, I box, not you, like, I, I got it. You know, I'm just saying, you know, stuff like that. So I mean, my my mom and she's she's active. My mom's active. She likes to work out and stuff like that. She's very charismatic, and you know, and she she'll show you a little couple of things. I'm sorry, did that interrupt? It's all right. Keep going. No, you're okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, my mom, my mom will show you that she loves like she loves to talk about how. How bad I was when I was little <laughs> and stuff uh-huh. like that. So she'll she'll definitely have the stories and she'll have the background info for everyone and she'll make you want to keep talking to her. Okay. She sounds like my kind of mama. And you <laughs> said that you 
she does. And um, you said that you were a boxing junkie, that you eat, sleep, and drink boxing, right? Yeah. And if lately you've been eating pizza, Chick-fil-A, Fruity Pebbles, and mm -hmm. maybe cookies. Are you eating that now? I'm with mama. Uh, Are you eating that now? I can't. I can't eat it right now. <laughs> I wish. I really want some chicken wings. Yeah, I see. Chicken wings. Uh, it's a tough game. I really want some chicken wings. <laughs> Okay, and I, so, I, I can't I can't buy Chick-fil-A right now. I'm Yeah. Okay. I'm I got you. I got you. <laughs> Nor KFC either, right? On that on that note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay, crazy. whoops. <laughs> so um we are 13 days talking, you know, speaking of food and all things good, we're 13 days away from your birthday, right? Yep. So what are your plans for your quarantine birthday? Uh, well, I'm in camp, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to work out twice that day. <laughs> if, you know, my weight is good right now. My weight is yeah. good. So 13 days from now, maybe, maybe when nobody's looking, I could sneak a, a cookie or something. Or, you know, when they're singing happy birthday, I can just grab a piece of cake and stuff it in the room. But... Other than that, I'll be working out, man. Um, I'm really focused. I have, I have a task to handle, so, you know, we can celebrate later. It sounds like a good way to end it on a good note. Um, thank you so much for coming to join us tonight, Lamont. Thank you so much, Marquise. Do you have any final words? Uh, tune into no? the zone. Tune into the zone. Uh, you know, I'm going to be ready as you can you know as you can imagine but i'm gonna be ready i'm gonna be i'm gonna be super ready i'm gonna kind of try to show you guys something new and um like you stated earlier man and the, the takeover is near i'm i'm just you know to banos an obstacle in my way so we're gonna show we're gonna show you how to not get in my way how can we find you on social media if we want to follow you um, on Instagram and Twitter, one of one X, uh, O N E O F number one, and the letter X after that, and Facebook, Lamar Rose Jr. Marquise, how can we fight you? I find you with a big fight weekend. Absolutely. You always find me on Twitter at Week Sauce Radio. I'm always here causing nonsense. And you can find my writings, as always, at bigfightweekend.com, usually covering everything boxing related, past, present, and future. Okay. And Marquise, don't forget, we've got something to do next week. Absolutely. We've got a giveaway going on. So if you listen to this That's episode, right. sign up. It's free. JoeLewisFears.com. When you click on the website, first thing that pops up is a chance to enter for a free month of the zone. So you can catch Lamont in action at the end of the month. You can catch Jessica McCaskill take on Cecilia Brakus in, in terms of Joe Lewis's title record-breaking fight uh, on the 15th. Sign up for it. Three. Many will enter. Few will win. Yes. And we're picking five winners next week. So make sure you're paying attention, make sure you're signing up. That's what we're doing. And you can find me here, the Making of Champions weekly live streams presented by Joe Lewis Bourbon and the Making of Ch Champions Max Boxing Series and CBS Sports Network. Did it go up? <laughs>